Hey everyone, how's it going? Um, this is our third episode. Um, we're starting to get into the groove of things with this podcast. And uh, today we're going to be sitting down with uh, my lovely wife, Wilma, and we're going to be talking about her impressions of Pittsburgh. Because at the beginning of our Riverlanding trip all the way out to California and back, we started off by making one of the first main stops in Pittsburgh. And this is actually the first time that Wilma has gotten to see Pittsburgh in the summer months because she has only seen it up to now in November around Thanksgiving because that's when we always go to visit my parents. But now she also got to see it in summer, so we're going to actually get to hear from her how she liked it in the summer. So, uh, without further ado, uh, here's Wilma. Uh, Before we get too far into Pittsburgh, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, of course. So, yeah, my name is Wilma Marie, but everyone calls me Wilma. Um, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, I grew up in uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, when I was 18, I moved to Miami uh, and to go to college and then moved to the Northeast. Um, and that was uh, 14 years ago. So I've been um, living between uh Boston and New Hampshire um for the past 14 years uh then we met almost five years ago and I was about to move on from the northeast because I really hate the cold um and then we met and I stayed in New Hampshire yeah I I kept her in New Hampshire not against her will as I like to tell everyone where she tells that story (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, it that tells a lot. I mean, it was in between New Orleans, San Diego, or staying with you, and here I am. So, imagine that. Don't regret it. So, let's ask about uh, Pittsburgh. So, before going to Pittsburgh, as I'm sure you can tell everyone, I hyped it up a lot, and I wouldn't stop talking about Pittsburgh. Did Pittsburgh live up to the hype? uh yes so um are you talking about before like the very first time in the winter or are you talking about now in the summer both what was your impressions of how i had to that during winter and summer okay so um the general hype was uh, about just how cool it was the 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 bridges the mountains um i remember you talked about uh a lot about the view in mount washington and i'm gonna stop you right there <laughs> the mount washington thing was pretty funny because i would tell her constantly i'd be like i would tell you i'd be like hey the view from mount washington's amazing it's amazing trust me you're gonna be in awe at how amazing it was and every time you would just be like yeah, okay, yeah, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great. Yeah, okay, whatever. I'm like, no, you don't understand how great this view is. She's like, okay, whatever. And then finally, when we got there, your jaw literally dropped. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so that's pretty much, that's pretty much how it went. I don't like being hyped to things. I just want to experience them myself. Um, And so we, I remember driving into Pittsburgh and you have that, beautiful view when you come into like out of the tunnel and i think i've seen a yes the porca tunnel um and i had seen it at night it's one of Uh, the best views in pittsburgh yes aside from the mount washington true it's like you come in you come out of 
uh, you're surrounded by mountains, you go into a tunnel, and then you enter into the city and you see all of all of downtown pretty much. And it's just, it's very breathtaking. We had come in at night. So that was my only view of Pittsburgh that I had. Um, and then, so the next day we came back and you were hyping up the Mount Washington view. And I was like, okay, it's going to be good, but or whatever. And we drove in, we parked. And second I saw, yeah, my jaw dropped. It was, it's beautiful. It's a city that's in, um, in like a little valley, uh, surrounded by rivers. Um, it has like, it, I, I say that it was a love child between, what was it? Uh, New York, New York city, San Francisco. Um, and what was the other one? I said three. New York, San Francisco, and I don't know what that was. Yeah, I don't remember. I oh Boston. Oh, okay. So it was uh, New York, San Francisco, and Boston. Because of the grittiness. Yes. So New York, it was the grittiness. San Francisco was the hills, and Boston was the crazy roads and yeah, like just the curves and uh racy roads in general. Um. But yeah. So but speaking of the crazy roads, it's crazy roads because you have all the windy hills up the mountains. The Boston crazy roads are crazy because they were just carved during the horse and carriage days and they paved over it. The Pittsburgh roads are part horse and carriage, part how to get the get up the steep grades during the Industrial Revolution. And like people who had no money, they just had to walk. They're like either made slow paying roads for the trucks that went to the factories, or if they were walking, they would just build stairs into the hillside. And that, that even led to the, um, the uh, inclines, the Monongahela and Duquesne inclines, which we have yet to ride together, but that's on the list of things to do. At some point, yes. For those that don't know, the incline is is literally a cable car that goes up the hill on like a sideway track, and it just goes top to bottom. It's just basically, uh, I don't know, like imagine like ah, uh, like a triangle with like. You remember the hypotenuse of a triangle? Just imagine the very steep part of the triangle and a train car riding up and down that hillside. Yeah, if you skied, it's pretty much like a ski lift, but very, very steep. Cooler. Uh, yeah, sure. The depends on the mountains. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyhow, going back to uh, winter. So yeah, Hatsina winter. Um Beautiful, beautiful view from Mount Washington. We did a uh the Carnegie Museums. We did uh, we walked around. You showed me Pitt, um, and it was during COVID, so we couldn't go into the Cathedral of Learning, um, which I was severely disappointed, but it's okay. Um, and. That was the that was my first impression of of Pittsburgh. I mean, I grew up. Both my parents are engineers. My mom has always been obsessed with bridges. Um, so I grew up just admiring bridges in general. So when I saw all of the what bridges, was your favorite bridge as a kid. Oh, I don't know. I didn't really have a favorite bridge. My mom would always. I mean, did she read you nighttime stories about bridges? No, <laughs> no, but that you know what? I'm glad that you didn't give her that idea. Maybe kid. I'll talk to her about that. Oh, don't. Don't. <laughs> oh, you won't learn Spanish. It's okay. We're good. Um, maybe in like 10 years. So by then, 
who knows what happens. Um, so, so yeah, so Bridges, um, I, I just, I loved just looking at Bridges, like, I, just the, the way they're, their shape, the way they just, I don't know, they come out of nowhere and like all of the, um, the engineering behind it. And my mom would always like talk about it nonstop. And as a really good kid, I would not listen to her. Just, you know, like, <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. As any, any good kid would do. Um, so, so yeah, so, so it was really cool, you know, just walking in, seeing all these bridges from like one place, you would see them all, um, or at least a lot of them. I don't know if all of them, but um, that's really cool. But uh, yeah, so that was the winter. Um, we came back. I think I've seen it. It's been what two, three years since we've come to uh, Pittsburgh for uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, two I years. So two years. Yeah, three years. We're going on the second. No, three years at least. Three years. I think we're going on the third one. Really? Yeah. Okay. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't okay, remember. Okay, maybe it's the third one. Yeah, we started doing that little um, uh, family tradition of coming to Pittsburgh for Thanksgiving, spending a couple of weeks with the family. Um, and for the first time now, during the summer, I was able to go to Pittsburgh. And the first thing I noticed was, my God, what a green city. There were so many trees. It was so nice just walking with just shorts and tank tops and not have not having to have a thick like jacket. Um it's really nice. Like the fountains, I got to see uh what is it, the point? Oh yeah, the point. Yeah. It's a very big water fountain on it. It's called the point because it's the point at which <laughs> the, the Ohio River or no, the Monongahela and the Allegheny River combined to make the Ohio River, which leads into the Mississippi River. Yeah. So it was always a big waterway in the history of the Industrial Revolution as things would go back and forth. There's still barges that go up and down the river, which yeah, is pretty cool. That to was see. pretty cool to see. Yeah. I think, yeah, that was all of the activity in the in the rivers was was a blast. Especially like I mean, it was Fourth of July weekend. Um, there were so many boats out, like just people out. We took a um gateway, gateway clipper, um, like sunset uh ride um around the rivers. It was so cool. Um, it's just really pretty, like um, very very green. I think that was like, I didn't realize like how green it was until I saw it. In the summer, what shade? Of, since you're a UX designer, what shade of green would you say it is? Oh man, okay. Um, I want to say bright green, bright lush green. I feel like there's a more technical term. Than I don't. That. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I. That's how I communicate with developers. You want me to give you a hex code? Because I don't know. I might find a hex code. Something. We'll find the hex code and uh, put it in the show notes. Yes. So honestly, we'll probably forget. Yeah, that's yeah, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it was very very lush. Um, and what else? I don't know. <laughs> like, what other impressions I got? 
It seemed, I mean, we also saw it on 4th of July weekend, so everyone was out and about, everyone was happy, there were so many people riding their bikes and skating and... Um, the really cool part skating. was um, people would just, like, bring their boats up onto... Oh, yeah. They were uh, talking on the bank of the one of the rivers, and they had just awnings and grilling equipment they would take off the boat yeah unload it and they would just start grilling on the boardwalk <laughs> the rivers yes which made the boardwalk smell really good oh, yeah. um yeah that was like the one lady who almost hit the boat oh yeah trying to like get get it parked um that's a that's a fun story there do you want to tell them the story uh you can you can tell them, yeah. so there was this one lady there's it was maybe a 20 foot boat yeah yeah 20 foot boat they were coming up up to the the bank of the river going in they were just basically going in bow first into the bank and not really turning that much they turned at the last minute looked like they were gonna crash and the lady was at the front of the boat the bow like half of her body hanging off of the boat trying to grab the uh I don't know what it's the anchor to tie the it anchor, around yeah. to tie the rope around. And she would look like she was trying she was like some help, some help. And people were just looking at her and Wilma out of the kindness of her heart jumped forward and helped her help her grab the rope and tie it so the boat didn't crash into you also stopped the boat you like put your hand yeah yeah this lady was sitting in the what do you call the front of the boat in english the bow of the boat and she was sitting and she was she had like i don't know what type of it was a big stick i don't know if it was like a broomstick or it was like some sort of it's like one of those like hooks yeah it wasn't i don't know i just remember it was like a big stick and she was trying to get the more uh, what do you call it, the mooring anchor or like the 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 port the anchor the port anchor I like know, I yeah i don't remember either um and then she was trying to like stop the boat with just this t- this stick touching it and <laughs> i was like i was looking at it i was like oh my god this lady's gonna break the whole boat yeah. um she was like could you tie this out and i was just like sure and yeah i'd like stop that boat was gonna yeah, that was not gonna be a funny sight. Um, but yeah, that was that was fun. Uh, we also, oh yeah, we were we walked all the way there because of the Roberto Clemente. Oh uh, yes, yeah. Statue. So one thing I did appreciate the first time I came to the city was we were walking um, from downtown into um, what's the the baseball park? P- PNC Park. Uh, to PNC Park, and you go through the Roberto Clemente Bridge, <laughs> and <laughs> as you walk into the Roberto Clemente, through the Roberto Clemente Bridge, and you're getting, you're getting, you're getting into the PNC Park, uh, all you see is the Roberto Clemente statue, but you see his butt. That's all you see. Um, and I mentioned that he had a really nice butt, and Justin got really jealous. Uh, and he made Dreamer me jealous. Yeah, he made me take a picture. I had already taken a couple pictures of Roberto Clemente's butt, and then I went. He made me uh, take a picture of the front, so um, that was really cool. Uh-huh. I made her get pictures of all angles. <laughs> yeah, but I, I let's be honest. I was only interested in the butt, but it's okay. Um, I think my dad appreciated the picture, not of the butt, just of just the front of the statue with the 
bridge in the back. I was just thinking of what her dad wanted. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah, uh huh. Sure. Um, that was really cool. Um, Roberto Clemente is uh, it's an idol. He's an idol in Puerto Rico. We have songs about him, and I grew up just like listening to Hector Lavoe, uh, like and that song about him, and like like for my dad, like Roberto Clemente is like the guy, you know, and just like it's it's so funny because. I guess he was always this like mythical idol that I all I knew was he was he was a really kind man and that he uh he played baseball and that he died helping people and that made him like just really big in PR. Um I guess he was also Puerto Rican, so that was that's why he was actually big. But um yeah, so it was it was really funny because then we started dating and did we talk about it was it like i don't remember how it came into conversation we started talking about roberto clemente one time and you were I like i can't remember huh? i think it was like i was either mentioned on tv or in passing or something yeah maybe the was, bridge yeah maybe yeah. the bridge and i was like oh yeah one of the the pirates players is uh was uh from puerto rico and it was, yeah. yeah it's like yeah it's roberto clemente and i told you about the bridge and the statues like yeah he's like an icon of the city and you're like no way yeah and it's so cool just like going from you know pr where you see him everywhere there's like statues and um if you talk to any of probably the older generation like roberto clemente is huge and um yeah, just like going to Pittsburgh and you see him everywhere. It was like really cool. Um like such a such a cool coincidence, I yeah. guess. Yeah. It's definitely brings the phrase uh small world to life. Definitely. So out of everything you've explained of Pittsburgh so far, what would you say was your favorite part of the city and why? This time around, or just, like, in general? Yeah, overall. Of everything overall. you've seen so far. Oh, my God. Um, Phipps. Yeah. <laughs> I think Phipps. So, there's two. So, the first one is Phipps, um, and that's the Botanical Garden. Um, and it was probably because the first time that we went, it was during the holidays, and uh, we had walked... Um, so Justin has this, uh, he just packs his days from like 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. They and, optimize daylight hours. Oh my God. Including dusk and dawn. Oh yeah. He, he <laughs> yeah. is, he just goes and goes and goes and, and he just, it's, it's impressive. It just, I don't know how he has all the energy, but so it was the first time I was going to Pittsburgh and we had woke up, we woke up really early. We started walking. I, if I had a Fitbit at this time, probably would have been twenty thousand steps. <laughs> and it was six p.m. Uh, and it was getting it was dark, and I was so tired, and I was getting pissy, and I just I was like, oh my god, this is the last thing that I that we need to do. That's great. I've had a good time, but I'm super tired. And then we had we had dinner, and we started walking to Pips and. It was like, okay, it's like a nice botanical garden. You look at it from outside and it's a beautiful building, but like, you know, it's a botanical garden. You expect it to be beautiful. But we went in and the second they opened the first door, it was like, um, 
it was decorated for the holidays and there was like lights and stuff. And the second like I opened the door, my jaw also dropped. There were two jaw dropping moments in that trip. One was the view from the from Mount Washington. The second one was when I went through the Phibs um conservatory botanical garden, however it's called. I guess a good way to like describe the botanical garden, uh Phibs Botanical Gardens in Pittsburgh would be um like imagine like what you would think of as like a Victorian era like landscape of like where it's just royalty where you know they just have servants to maintain all the shrubbery and everything but mesh that with modern day christmas lights and that would you say that would be a decent description yes yeah it that and it's also um i mean it has like the first um when you walk in the first um room also has this like little pond and then in the middle, you have, like, this, like, uh, uh, something, <laughs> like, the plants and stuff. It was, like, this very beautiful, like, the lights and the, the colors. Sorry, designer here. But, like, the colors and, like, the composition. And it was just so beautiful. It was, like, the the the, the classic white Christmas, like, postcard, you know? Like, and it was so gorgeous. My God, it, that that was that was jaw dropping. So that is, I think that was a, one of the most impressive um sites. The second one, I'm gonna say the Carnegie Science Center, <laughs> which is funny because the Carnegie Science Center is mainly geared towards children, but they let adults go in there too. <laughs> and it's still pretty cool for adults. <laughs> yeah, and here I am. 32 years old, going crazy over all of the, like, space, like, shuttles and, like, all of the stuff and, like, going really geeky into, like, they had the biology, like, area that you can, like, go through, like, muscles and you can take yeah. intestines out. That's a little, that was a little gross, but um, the whole thing is super cool. Mars exhibit. The Mars exhibit. Um, I'm a huge, I mean, I'm reading The Expanse uh, uh, right now and at some point this is going to come up in the podcast, I know, but we're huge uh, Expanse fans. We should do a whole episode just on this. Easy. I think Yeah. Um, and then we'll find listeners that also listen to that stance and we'll start our own little fan club. Oh my gosh, <laughs> please. We could be, yeah, we could be the, yeah, let's, let's do that. That's fun. <laughs> um, so anyhow, yes. So space, amazing. So then they had this like Mars exhibition it was like brand new and it's just so surreal. They have this like model of like a city in mars or like how that could look like and like you can like simulate different things and like you have um a simulation of like different things uh different situations for earth and mars and like you have this like big like model of the planet the planet on the top is huge and then you have that hydrophonics like area that was really cool um and the rovers that you can like remote control rovers yeah that was really cool too 
And then... They try to crash them into each other, and they they do have a safety on it to prevent them from hitting each other. Yeah, I'm still a little upset about yeah. that. I mean, that would have been a lot of fun, but I guess um, it makes sense, fine. The designers had kids' minds in their minds. Yeah, but come on. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that was really cool. And then the also the one of the coolest parts was the the train. Oh, model. I love the model train. Yes, like that's I've that, always loved that. That whole thing just like blew me. I I think I teared up of the excitement because <laughs> like you walk in, you have this like beautiful like thing is huge. Like I don't know how to. Oh, um, it's like I don't know. Maybe like. Would you say 50 feet, like, long by, like, 50 by, like, 20 feet or something? It's huge. Like, I don't, I think it's more than that, I would say. Like, it's just, like, this, like, really big room, and then... And it's been, like, some history. It's, like, it's been the same model train exhibit since I was a kid, but they, every year, they continuously add, like, new, new details and models to it, and... Every little model is just extreme detail, and that's why they only add a few every year. But it's just like some areas are replicas of Pittsburgh, like they're meant to be exact areas that were in or around Pittsburgh, and some are kind of like I guess like fantasized or like historic sized regions of Pittsburgh where it represents something similar but not exactly. Yeah, and the coolest, so, I guess not the coolest, because everything is the coolest, I guess, but um, you have, it also represents all four seasons, so depending oh, yeah. on where you're you're walking, um, you have, like, you start with winter, then spring, so, yeah, summer, spring, summer fall. fall, it's beautiful, it has so much, and yeah, the details are crazy on this thing, um, and uh the light also changes to simulate day and night and like it's so cool everything is and then when so the, freaking cool. the overhead lights change between day and night all the little model figurines their lights come on in the building yeah. the car lights come on the, the street lights come on in like the little towns yeah that yeah that is the and, and there's like a lit, a big fair was that kennywood or is yeah, that something a, else there's a big fair that's supposed to represent kennywood it's not yeah. an exact it's, not, it's like luna but, or something yeah i don't remember the name but it's yeah. supposed to be like kennywood and then there's like uh, like stereotypical like small american town on the outskirts of pittsburgh that they represent um oh one of the new ones was the uh falling water yeah, water. yeah i was just gonna mention that was cool yeah the frank lloyd right uh falling water was there it's in the fall foliage i mean it's so beautiful and i i was gonna do an honorary mention of the uh, falling water that's cool even though that's not Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, but it's yeah. close, close it's like, by. Yeah, it's outskirts, it's like Southwest PA. Yeah. Um, it's maybe like forty-five minutes from where my parents live in Greensburg. Yeah. Um, the backstory of it is, um, it was commissioned by the Kaufman family, which was um a department store ran, founded and ran in Pittsburgh. It's since been acquired by Macy's, but um the founder wanted a retreat from the city of Pittsburgh and he commissioned Frank Lloyd Wright to build Fallen Waters. And do you want to explain the the design of it? Oh my <laughs> Since God. Since your expertise. I, so I'm a digital architect and I wanted to be a real architect. 
Um, so I, I just, I love, I have a big appreciation for it. And like, just when you walk into fallen water, like you don't see anything that has not been obsessed over, like, and, and just made it so perfect to the place. Like, um, there is a, um, what do you call this? Um, like there's like this, um, I'm going to call it a rock and the rock, uh, gets, um, like water a couple of times a year. And he made, he kept the whole thing and he made it so that it becomes a fountain. Um, I don't, I'm not using the technical terms in here. Well, it's like, it's like a fountain built into the house. Yeah. So it would be like the house is built around this rock. Yeah. And whenever it would rain, the water would drip under like the fountain, or not the foundation, but it would drip through the walls of the house in a little gap he left. Yeah. Over the rock and then go out, exit the house. Yeah. He studied, he studied the whole area so well to then, like he, he went over budget like by a gazillion dollars but like the way he just he used his like the natural resources from around the house and like just brought in all of the like natural beauty that the place had and instead of saying like no we're gonna like take all of this out and create this perfect house like he just he just integrated the nature into the house. Um, you walked in and like hallways are small because he didn't he didn't believe in people hanging out in the hallways. They want he wanted people to be in the rooms. Um, the when you enter into a room, like the sound is like perfect. Like um, it goes from like this like. weird vacuum into like an open area where you can hear the the water and uh you can choose to like open each of the windows you can close them like depending on the amount of sound that you want the the furniture was made perfectly for the areas in the house and uh, they're like little details that you're like wow like um the way that desks fit perfectly right next to the window and they open and close and it's a perfect fit um also you walk through this house and this house was built in the 30s i believe yeah, yeah it was around the depression yeah uh and uh, uh you walk in and the house looks like a house that you would see today um so, so almost a hundred years ago this house all of this furniture was made and it's the style is so timeless that it just looks like you know it was built yesterday um so it was really cool um i mean the the it's called falling water for a reason right like oh water is like going everywhere and it's funny because um you could see that it's not very practical (laughs) they had they have ongoing restoration uh efforts (laughs) like we walked in there was like some leakage and they were like sorry like we had they had some bowls in there you know like grabbing the water but it's just such a marvel like it's just like perfect It's Um, it's very impressive yeah and um so that was beautiful we did go see it in late fall so um i'd I'd love to see that in the summer oh yeah because there were like no no 
trees like have leaves yeah. on it. No, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool in the summer. Yeah, in the summer and like early fall. Yeah. It's be beautiful. All right. Well, I think yeah. that's a wrap. So if you're if you've listened to this podcast, uh, hopefully we've enticed you to go visit Pittsburgh. You got some uh, places to go visit. What would you say? So uh, Carnegie Science Center or no, first the Phipps uh, Botanical Gardens around the Christmas light show, which is from Thanksgiving to Christmas. If you're there around that time, uh, Carnegie Science Center and uh falling waters yep. so those are the top three but there's plenty more to do in pittsburgh so definitely uh get out there and uh travel to pittsburgh and uh try to find us if we're there also um it's a blast all right talk to you all later